Hello and welcome to the 23rd episode of the Unpopular Podcast. Today I have Corey Hahn. Hello. And we have Brett Schwalm. How's it going? No Mike, no Chris. We don't need them. Going on? Uh, let's see. Corey. Yeah. How you doing, buddy? Fantastic. I missed you. That's gay. A little bit. A little gay. A lot, but I, I missed you too, greatly. Normal, normal, I guess. What was the date in our last podcast? Was that September? <laughs> was it? Was it September? Must have been. It was before my birthday. We oh, we this missed October. You're uh, young, it was a very poor game month really. Nothing came out. We nothing to talk about the entire month of October. October, a lot of stuff came out. We just didn't take a minute in September. Nothing, nothing came out. Nothing, nothing came out. Oh, nothing came out. All right. Nope. <laughs> Wasn't worth definitely it. Not, definitely not Shadows of Mordor. That didn't come out. Definitely not Assassin's Creed Five, Lord of the Rings. Definitely not going to friendlies with Corey and leaving my Pokemon there. Definitely not Sunset Overdrive. That didn't come out. I'm sorry, I wasn't Pokemon. I was Smash Brothers. Definitely yeah. not Smash Brothers. That didn't come out this month either. Uh, speaking of gay, we went on a date to friendlies and you forgot your Pokemon game. It wasn't Pokemon Smash. I mean, just just thinking about this, I think we tell our grandkids in the future. Do you guys listen to some Jack Johnson and cuddle after? He's too busy playing. Using recycle. Typical Tom can't even be a gentleman even over a dinner. <laughs> this is he wouldn't. He wouldn't let me play. What a jerk. So Amazon officially owns Twitch. It does. There's been some some censorship going on. Not censorship as much as I guess they are cutting out all the music. And I th- I think they're getting rid of all of the cams. Oh. I heard that might be a thing. I know they're doing like a decency check now where they're making sure people are wearing the proper attire. So if you're not wearing a shirt, anybody's not wearing a shirt, that will be automatically removed. And Wait, Even girls? Especially girls. That's not fair to some this people. This country does not like naked girls. That just ruins so many like different charity events for people across the country. Oh, like, boy. I get create my secret, like secret to be so happy to have like topless girls playing for some kind of charity. That would make hundreds and hundreds of dollars, but now Amazon's going to ruin it. It's an untapped market. This is the, I think, the fourth week in a row where I've done this and that video started playing in the background of the podcast. Well, so. it's going to be a never-tapped market now. Thanks, Amazon. One of these days I will get this hangout to work correctly. All right, I got it. So, how about that Microsoft? They they made some uh, some some follies. Some yeah. some other they they proclaimed that will they will come out on top on that month of November. They believe they will have the highest sales. I mean, they get one month out of the twelve they've been out at that point. That'd be good for them. As of yet, they have not sold also the PS4. Well, Nothing. don't care. Nothing. It was it was gonna be fine in Japan. Wait a <laughs> yeah, the Japanese launch was what was it like under obsolete? Let me go see. Under eighteen hundred units sold, I believe. Oh, I, I, I posted this a long time ago. I don't remember the actual number, but it was a very low number in Japan. 
Did you see the pictures of the, the uh, launch night? Like the uh, stores with all the balloons and everything, and just nobody in the store. Up a quarter of a Japanese apartment. Right. Uh, 23,000 the first week. Yeah. It was a very low number. Not only is Japan just shying away from home consoles, they're definitely not going to do well with the Xbox as it is, so I don't know what they're going for. The Wii U sold 308,000 within the first two days. The Wii U outsold the Xbox One the week of the week of the Xbox One launching. It was already out, and it still outsold it, which is funny. A little bit. Score one for... The Wii U. <laughs> World 6000, Nintendo 2. Hey, man. Bayonetta sold a lot in Japan. Oh, yeah, definitely. It actually didn't. <laughs> it didn't? No. It sold better here. I can see that. Here, it's uh, having issues being found. A lot of retailers are sold out, so they don't know if uh, Nintendo's intentionally shipping low units to try to boost up the online sales or what's up with it, but like some places only got the launch copies of the reserves, so GameStop got like three copies of it and stuff. Potentially not wanting to make, uh, in a market where producing way too many games could kick you in the ass, they could have also not wanted to go down the route of producing like a billion copies of Bayonetta 2. They could have made some, though. Some would have been good. Oh, some, yeah. Hey, Corey. We lost him. He's gone. I think he walked away. I see uh. <laughs> I'm done with this. It's been ten minutes, not even. I'm gonna disappear for another month. Oh god. By the end of this year, I think I'll have a half a year's worth of episodes. That's gonna be pretty sweet. That'll be good. If it was bi-weekly, I was straight on point. Some podcasts just die at the startup. You didn't. Eh. You dragged it out. Well, I have no actual money or investment into this other than you guys want to do this every week. You're like, all right. So I'm not losing anything. It's Thursday night. What can I do? Do you have followers? I have some. This is just me buying time to Corey gets back. Gotcha. Hi, followers. There are followers. I'm on enough things. I'm on Stitch and iTunes and I'm on... uh... Twitter, but that's not something that you send stuff out on, I guess. It is. I'm on Twitter. I, I post my, my links to my YouTube videos on there. It's, it's alright. I post stuff once in a while. Get pelted by Peter's amount of obnoxious amount of tweets. He tweets so much. I have removed Peter from my lineup of anything social media. He oh is my a, god. He's not, a, he's not a good person on those kind of things. He's become a tr- He's become a troll. Is it trolling at that point, though? Or is it just... I don't know. He's just obnoxious. I don't know. He's the dark part of the internet we don't talk about. <laughs> Weird part of YouTube again. Hey, Corey, we missed you. Um, Things might get loud up here. My roommates and a friend have all come back a little intoxicated, and it seems to be they want it, to be special guests on the podcast. Is it Ben? Uh, ben is one of them. Oh, man. I love drunk Ben. That's only Ben I know. Well, you can see them tomorrow at the party. We don't need to put them on, but they might be yelling through my door at some point. So, uh, How do they feel about video games? One of them played a lot of NBA 2014. Does Ben know what a video game is? 
Ben plays a lot of Civilization V with me. I'm better than him, though. Oh, okay. That's something. You didn't seem to think that kind of game... I love Civ V. Well, so kind of just make fun of... You know, making fun of gamers while he's sitting there. Like, Oh, he makes fun of gamers, but he does it. He makes fun of people who play D&D, but he's done it. He, he seems like the kind of dude have a weird hobby on the side, like he's there whittling wood. It's like, you guys are fucking nerds. I don't think I keep me doing some scrimshaw over here on some <laughs> wolf bone. Exactly. All right, what were we talking about? What, what, what subject were we at? We were talking about Microsoft doing poor sales with the Xbox One and how they intend to release Windows 10 for the Xbox One once that releases. So that'll be, that'll be interesting. I don't know if I talked about this because it's been a while since we had a podcast, but I bought an Xbox One. Woo! Yeah. Welcome to the dark side. You can I mean, yell at it and it turns on very occasionally, not all the time. It's pretty much used for Joe bringing people over and him trying to have the Xbox turn on with his voice and not work, so he just looks stupid. Taylor's done the same thing and it didn't work. And then Xbox I did. Xbox on. And my voice worked for it. Yeah, Xbox you can, on. Like, have you tried to fuck around with Bing though? You can like Bing the worst stuff just to see if that. It's really good mic recognition, I must say. It does when it detects, but sometimes it, it just doesn't. It also has some really hilarious uh, typos. It sucks when my girlfriend's very eccentric in the living room and Netflix goes nuts because it starts waving, like predicting her arms, and you can like start. I do not know sense. how the motion sensing works in the Connect too. <laughs> On the Xbox, uh, the, th- the 360, it had the little box that showed you like the hand movements you were doing, and it would recognize it. And this, it just does it randomly. I don't know what triggers anything. I could probably read some literature, but, you know. Who got time to read? Exactly. Like, I, I got games to play. I hate the fact that every time I accidentally pull up a man- like a manual on the thing, it just like brings you to the website. I'm like, God damn it, my, like Xbox, I could have done that. Stopped loading. Overall, it's a it's a neat system. Um, there's no games on it that I'm particularly excited for, other than the Master Chief Collection coming out. I want to get Sunset Overdrive, which uh, Brett here has been playing. And I there was another game coming out. Another new doing the like new Crackdown, which is going to be sweet. And Dragon Age comes out. I'm looking forward to that. Um, the new Quantum Dream game. I forget what it's called. All of a sudden, uh, I don't remember, but it looked good. Killer Instinct's fun. That was a really fun... Oh, that's that's only $20 right now. I was thinking about buying it. I haven't bought in more than one character because the free one that they offer, and I bought Saber Wolf. It was one of those free-to-play that I thought was actually pretty fun if you knew you only wanted one or two characters, but... I have I have the free version. This, uh, there's a retail version of it now that's $20. It comes with all the Season 1 characters, and it has a code for a Season 2 character, which I think is Combo, but I'm not sure. That'll be cool. Yeah, I don't have Xbox Gold, and I don't want it, so I don't know what I'd ever do with the game. Bring back I don't Sunday. want it on my controller. I don't want to be Orchid. I want Cinder. Oh, the, uh, Orchid was awesome. That was, that was my character I played as. That in the Ice Goo Glacier, is that his name? Glacier, yep. Yeah. Felgor. Felgor was the skeleton? Uh, he was the big robotic-looking thing. Oh, right, 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 okay. I My memory of this game is from when I was, like, 10, so... Oh, yeah. Nintendo Power, you could buy a big Felgor rubber mask, and I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Remember Nintendo Power guys with the Nintendo Power stamps? I do. I never actually bought a Nintendo Power, but I, I mooched you guys. Yes, you did. 
That was like my like my stocking stuffer from like 1993 until like 2002. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. There's still a UK Nintendo magazine. Don't for that. I still remember There's the still... phone number for Nintendo. I never had a phone. We used to call a lot. The days before the internet. Yeah. How do I beat this guy? He has a gun. I'm on like stage four. He's a guy. I can't beat him. This is a three dollars I'm getting. Oh man, writing in letters to Nintendo Power and getting responses back. I thought you like you thought you were the shit because it's like a personalized letter. Like I asked him about like Dragon Warrior One back in the day. I'm like, where do you go? Because the game doesn't explain. <laughs> yeah, I I never actually got anything published. Trying to do envelope art. Oh man, I think Heidi got one post, didn't she? I think so. Yeah, I think that was a thing that happened. Yeah. Can we ask her? Megan Luce, one of our friends in high school, was in a full house episode and that was her claim to fame. Oh man. The Korean one or the American one? The American full house. No, that's the same. She was in uh, Uncle Jesse's Magic Carpet Ride, even though that sounds like a terrible episode for a kid show nowadays. We'll just go with it. It was the 90s. They're they're bringing back Full House. It's another thing they're doing. Oh, God. Yeah. Are they really? Because that's, that's exciting to me. <laughs> they're bringing back Full House. This current trend right now is to bring everything back from the 90s. That's just what's happening with all these I don't games. Know. I don't get shows. it. They're bringing back uh, Twin Peaks. That's getting another season. This is just what this that, generation is. That needed another season. It could use one. Well, you can just disregard the second season altogether because David Lynch had nothing to do with it. He had so, something to do with like, the last episode. I know he hated it, but he hates a lot of things. He's crazy, he's very, man. Actually, he's not. He's a very normal person. A lot of weird <laughs> vision. He's very normal in the fact that he hates technology. Technology scares us, man. You ever see that video of him uh, talking about people watching uh, movies on their cell phone? No. He gets very upset about it. It's a very entertaining video. So, uh, video games? Video games. Oh, we, we can talk about David Lynch more if you want. Green Man Gaming, Open Green Man Loaded, publishing high-grade PC titles. This is a thing that's happening. I guess all their, the, the little marketplaces for games on PC are all developers now. Well, I mean, they're publishers, but you know, Steam has Valve, and GOG has Project Red, or that company's called. And I guess Green Man's jumping on that train. High-profile games. So, not shovelware, I guess. Have they announced any titles? Uh, when I wrote this, no. But that was over a month ago. So maybe now they have. I probably should update it. But... Holy shit, that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, I'll, I'll put this for next week's episode. It's not bogged down. Yeah, we'll be a next week episode. We'll actually keep up with this shit. I'm going to try to get it back the way it was. I enjoyed this weekly thing. And there was some unpleasantness. But, you know. <laughs> but, hey. Corey. Yeah? You're my most dedicated uh, co-host. That's a horrible thing to be. $50 off all Xbox One, uh, Xbox One models for a limited time. Yes, they're all so the cheapest one you can get is three fifty and that's the basic unit. All the bundles are also dropping down fifty dollars. So if you want to buy 
and all the the white one that just came out. Or was it Sunset Overdrive? I think so. There's also a Destiny one. Uh, there's one for, I believe, Madden coming out in COD. Right. Yeah, so those are all, I believe, $400, and they're going to be down... No, no, are they 400 Are they um, 450 Go check. Yeah, whatever. The, all the... All the Every single one will be $50 less than what it is right now. I'm wanting so to that, say you can get a new system and potentially a game for the price of a PS3. Buy us. Buy PS4? Um, Sorry, sorry. PS4 is $400, right? I believe so. I bought all this stuff a long time ago. I don't keep up with prices after I buy stuff. I kept the PS3 because that was $600, and that you remember. $399. Okay. So it'll be down to $350. Which is not a bad deal at all. Not at all. The Sunset Overdrive one looks sweet. That's the white one. Yeah, it's all white and amazing looking. You That's the thing with these consoles. Every time they come out with a, the original model and they come out with like the opposite color later, I always want the opposite color later. I just don't like, know why they just don't release it at the fucking release. Because colors are take development time. That's what happens. Yeah, I like, guess oh, so. that, black, that black model is going to be another few months, guys. we got to get the right dye. It's black is hard. They know someone's going to buy the new one and just trade in the old one. <laughs> well, you know, or just probably been them. like... 15 prototypes sitting out back for probably like 16 different colors that's like, oh man, we're going to go with this color. It's like, okay, release those colors. I remember at the, the Tokyo Game Show the year before the PS4 launch, I think it was last year's show, they had all the displays of the different color PS4s, like, oh, you can always buy it in black. Like, oh, why did you even make these? I don't understand. Uh, so yeah, like I wanted the black 360 after the white one was already out. They came with the black one later. And now I want the white Xbox One, even though the black ones are like, I don't know what it is. Maybe this release it in a weird way, and then I t- talk off into nothing. I'm dumb, I guess. Um, Hi, guys. How you doing? Good. Okay. All right. Corey? Yeah? I know you buy every console that comes out. I wait until I get a really good deal on a console. Or something I want to play comes out. But don't you want a PS4? Are you going to give me one? No. I can wait then. Two, three years down the line. That's what you should do. It's the smart way to shop, because I'm going to wait for all the bugs to be worked out. Hmm. You also always want to wait like a few months after they release the new slim down version of their console, because that always has a few hiccups. The PS4 is quite slim. I don't know if it's going to get much much smaller than the way it is now. If it is not much, it's a very small system. I could beat a man to death with my PS3. You have the slim one, don't you? You have the original PS3? Because, yeah, you could beat a man to death with the original. Do I have the slim one? I don't think so. This is heavy as hell. Uh, is it like the little square box one, or is it the one that looks like it could take out a small child. I think he has a second rendition, the first slim version, if I remember correctly. Is it glossy or is it matte? It's matte finished, it looks like. It's Dennis, I I know which one you have. It's the second version. Alright, you can see it tomorrow and then tell me it's make and serial number two, which I I guess would just be on the bottom of it. (laughs) It's alright, I'm not that interested. But the original uh, PS3 is quite large. Yes. I had the original one. I, you can see mine. Actually, that's mine right there. If you look at my video, that is the first generation PS3. It does look like that. It is. It's a massive thing. Can you zoom in? Uh, no. I, I'm not going to be able to tell you. 
All right. I mean, you can see it with its little distinct finish there and this little silver tray area. It's a good seven feet away. Eh. This is the best podcast. God, I know. We're so awesome. Um, all right, oh. all right, all right. Uh, let's stop talking about nonsense. It's naughty dogs. Naughty dog launched their store. It's pretty much just a web store. They sell shirts, they sell figures, things like that. It's just I'm going to buy Ellie's hoodie. Ellie's hoodie is an option. You can buy that. You can buy a hoodie that has the uh, Fireflies logo. They yeah. have a pretty sweet. Uh, they have a a Jack and Daxter poster. They have one of the what are those little relics called? I forgot what they're called. What's that? They have a pretty cool poster of that. Is there any um, sweet Uncharted stuff? They do have Uncharted stuff. I didn't look at it. I'm not the biggest Uncharted fan. I was more in the Jack and Daxter section, but you bastard! If you're not an Uncharted fan, you have something wrong with you. You don't like movies, Tom, because it is playing a movie. Right. Yeah, I played that. It was called The Last of Us. You would ever want to fucking play. Uncharted was fun, but I, I don't see the best game ever thing. I played the second game, and I was like, oh, that was a fun action game, I guess. So it, it was like Stranglehold fun. Nobody talks about Stranglehold in high regard. Because it's not good compared to Uncharted. Same fucking thing. People come out, you shoot them. Like, I don't know. There was something about Uncharted that was just like... It made me be able to play through, like, Indiana Jones. And before that, like, I guess Tomb Raider has really replaced it in my eyes. I thought Tomb Raider was almost a better platformer, except the storytelling was almost as par on it, to, like, compared to what I thought Uncharted was. But I thought overall, for, like, cinematics and just great platforming, I thought Uncharted had it. Uncharted is quick corpse and him falling through stuff. And smug. That's That's the story. That was like Tomb Raider, except you just felt bad at the end because of how bad Laura was getting her ass kicked. Tomb Raider was beat the crap out of Lara Croft for about 12 hours. And semi-mortar porn. porn. Just some of the parts she died like were just terrible, and I just would get stuck in those areas and just watch her die over and over and over again. You're just like, oh, I can't watch You it. might need to see mental help, but they have a lot of death animations in that game. A lot. a lot of unique death animations. <laughs> it's it's a kudos to them. Yes, I'm very kudos to that voice actor actress. All right, I need would... you to sound like you've got a tree branch through your uh, stomach. All right, all right. Lucky for you, I had a very awkward camping trip when I was 14. So, <laughs> oh god. The sequel is announced to be an Xbox One timed exclusive. Yes, it is. I do not know what I'm going to do. I do not want to buy an Xbox One. I want it on the PC. But I really like the first Tomb Raider. I don't know if I can wait. I think time exclusives are stupid. They absolutely are stupid. Stupidest exclusive ever. That's, that's what we've come to. The ex- exact reason I described is why they do it. Because I kind of don't want to wait for it. Yeah. But I probably should. That's awful. I mean... You're not going to. I probably won't, know. I played the first one on PC. I'm just wondering how many fanboys are out there going, oh man, I'm getting your Tomb Raider seven days before you. It's not like it was when... Like, I think it's a healthy... Was coming out. I think it's healthy months in between. I know it's holiday season exclusive, so it's going to come out next year in November, December. You probably won't see it until March or April here for PC, PS4. That's silly. I'm pretty sure this game is going to be next-gen only. I think they're done with the cross-gen thing. Most likely. Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, so Call of Duty, they have reports of it not going to sell very well. 
I mean, not a well is probably enough to, you know, fund a third world country, but it's a lot less than usual. I I think I disagree with that though because Kevin, like, I know people who aren't really necessarily big Call of Duty fans looking forward to this one because it just looks pretty solid for a single player actually. How's the House mm-hmm. of Cards feel? Oh, why? Because uh, Kevin Spacey. Oh, it's amazing. That's the only reason. You get to be vice president. Oh, you don't. Uh, what does he do in the game anyway? He's just like your. I think he's the head of. Um, yeah, I think he's almost like Peter Dinklage to Destiny, except he like leads you around. That's weird. That's a weird direction for a Call of Duty game. Although I did play Ghost, and that was a weird direction for a Call of Duty game. Ghost was pretty fun though. I had fun with it. I didn't play online ever, but it was it was so silly. It was fun. Whatever. And they just apparently two hours ago, zombies mode is leaked for the new Call of Duty, so that might be a reason for people to alone go back. I have never played zombies. I played the one in the, what was it? The modern, uh, the second one that came out after four. So it was uh, World of War. Was that the one? It, that was the first zombie World game. World War Two one. Yeah, they went back to World War II. I think it was World at War. Yeah, that was a great game. I think that was the one that had the zombies in it originally. Yeah, Nazi zombies. Everyone wanted to play Nazi zombies. Yeah, I played it in that, and I have not played a zombie mode since that one. I don't sure know what's been that. back since that one, though, because I think they replaced it. No, it, it's been in a, quite a few of them. It's been in Black Ops and I think Modern Warfare 2 and one 3. One of them, they replaced it with, like, aliens, and it pissed everybody off. That was probably ghosts, I imagine. There was actual space fighting in that one. I don't know. Anyway, people like Battlefield now. I don't know. Where's Mike? This is when we need Mike. This is actually the best Battlefield right now. Because uh, like, Battlefield was broken for so long, too. I've never enjoyed a Battlefield game. I have it. I don't think I've played it. I don't think I'm the target audience. No. You... What I, I love military shooters and going online and owning noobs and talking. To I love I love players. online play and I love modern day shooters. That's my thing. Together, you think it'd be my dream. I heard he's gonna play some Counter Strike after the podcast ends. I do play. That's the only game I do play is Counter Strike. So I don't know if you're joking or, but you are actually correct. Although I haven't played in a while. Do you guys play uh, Go? No. No? I guess I know who to play with. All right, moving on to more interesting topics. <laughs> oh, Tom's projection for first-person shooters. Moving on to another topic. That... PlayStation right. Home is shutting down. They're yeah, shutting down PlayStation Home. Nobody gives a shit. Yep. Who Did anyone ever use that? It never left beta. Uh, some people did use it, and some people might be mad that all their paid content's going to be gone, but yep, who paid for stuff in PS Home? I don't know. Charles said one by accident. <laughs> Corey, I heard you've been playing some Second Life lately. That this is kind of the same thing. Yeah, but Second Life has been going on forever. And so I have a PlayStation Home. Well, I know I say, that's a pretty... Maybe oh. more money than God, Linden Labs has. People spend a lot of money in that game. Not even a game. It's not a game. I don't know what it is. It's weird. It's a second I, life. 
I have seen some of the weirdest stuff in my life, and I've, I've really liked it, and I've really been afraid. I've gone into a forest, a beautiful Buddhist shrine, perfectly made. I just walked around. It was just absolutely gorgeous. And then I turned a corner, and there was this little thicket, a cosp. And I went inside, and and there was a temple shaped like a snake. And I thought, cool, maybe an Indiana Jones theme or, or something similar. And I walk up closer, and, and the snake's mouth looks like an anus. Like, its throat looks like an opened and closing anus. It seems to be opening and closing as the door. Now, that was a little weird. But what really tipped me off is when I got to the door, and there was a sign that said, furry fucking only. I shit you not, <laughs> it said furry fucking only. Not warning furry fucking or be prepared for furry fucking, but this place was only for furry fucking. There's a little cartoon furry getting plowed on the sign, drawn on there. And then if you look to either side, there were little video cassettes playing furry porn. And, and I left. I left very quickly to find myself deeper in the same forest where I, I think I stumbled upon a furry sex bungalow in the trees because there were chairs... What the you, fuck? Game? I'm not done yet. There are chairs that if you clicked on them, you would you would start doing animations for for sex. Just like weird animations for sex. You could click different options and go into weird different positions. And there was a lot of furry stuff. There was furry porn art on the walls. There was I don't know where I was. I, I had gone from an art gallery to a Buddhist shrine to hell. A level of hell I had not dreamt of. Two things. One, is there a place in that game where that isn't full of furry porn? Yes, but there are also many places that you could accidentally walk into, or purposely walk into if you wanted, uh, to find furry porn very easily. It's, It's everywhere. And number two, what if you go into that place and didn't furry fuck? I don't know. I didn't go into the place. I didn't tempt fate. I, I turned around. My avatar is is comical because I didn't pay for a bunch of animations. It's very still and dummy-like and with a very stupid, shocked expression on his face. So as he turned around, it was, it was like a cartoon. <laughs> he was frightened of what he saw. He ran. He flew away. I flew very quickly. Hmm. I've also passed by a club full of little boys, a few of them with their shirts off. Not sure what was going on in that club. The door was open. I kept walking down to the uh, cool future shooter gallery. This is a weird direction for PlayStation Home. PlayStation Home. Just realize if you if you just went for the market of pedophiles and furries, you'd still be in business. They would have left beta. They would have. They should have done a Kickstarter and just had that as the campaign. Now with more furry porn and pedophilia. Plenty of pedophilia. $200, $200 donation gets you a pedal bear suit. Oh my god. That's both That's both furry and pedophilia. It's both in one, really. We have an abundance amount of pedophilia. <laughs> so much to go around. I've never actually played Second Life. I've only watched videos of highlights, if you want to call those highlights, and they're quite funny. If you, I don't think I'd ever want that on my computer. If you avoid that stuff... Or if you enjoy it, whatever. I'm not going to judge. Maybe a little with the little boys. I'm judging a little. But uh, it, it, if you go past that, there, I, I entered uh, the puzzle box from Hellraiser. There was a store that sold a replica version. You could step inside and Pinhead would pop up and it had sound effects. It was great. Or the hallway from The Shining. 
And then there were like movie theaters that played actual movies streaming. Some people had Hulu hooked up, and you could watch Hulu through a giant like movie screen. Could I just do that on my computer without the game? Yeah, you could, you could do that, but it, it looked like a movie theater. Yeah, you could be hanging out with people in a movie theater. I mean, there were animations on some of those chairs to allow for, like, movie dome. Can you so, voice chat in this game? Yes, you can. I had it turned off. Oh. One of the best parts of Xbox Gold back in the 360 was relatively new is that Netflix had the the group watching, so you can all go into a party chat, and it had the yeah. kind of the fake movie theater curtain, and you'd all watch the movie, and you can voice chat about the movie and stuff. That was awesome, and they took it out. It was a really cool feature. It was. I miss it. We used to watch bad horror movies and just riff them the entire time. It was I just cool because uh, my family had it, and I was two hours away at school, so we'd like watch movies together. That is the sweetest fucking thing. That's like apple pie. Xboxes bring families together. And then took it fucking away. And it <laughs> took it away. Does anyone ever remember playing one out of a hundred? Like a yes, free. Yes, that was so yes. much fun. That, that was, was great. Fun. They took that away too. They took all the fun out of Xbox. Now it's just freaking ads. I would have paid twenty bucks for one versus a hundred. We need more Bob Saget in our games. We do. All right, so might as well go through the list, list here. PlayStation Gold. This was actually listed for October. It is now October thirtieth, thirty first. So, if you listen tomorrow, you can still get these deals if you don't know about them already. But Xbox, uh, sorry, Microsoft. Why do I keep fucking saying Microsoft? I don't know. What's wrong with me? Anyway, PlayStations. PlayStation. Uh, PlayStation Three. Got Arkham, uh, Arkham Asylum in Spelunky. PS4 got uh, that Dust, uh, the Elysian Tale. That's cool. Yeah, that game is actually really good. I, I don't know why it came out with the PS4. It's only been on the PS3 for years. Whatever. Uh, Rainbow Moon, which I actually want to talk about later. I don't know if you guys played that one. Nope. Nope. Rainbow Moon is actually a cross game. It's playing on the Vita and it's playing on the PS3. You can transfer your save, which is actually a really cool feature. It's the only time I've ever used it. But that's a that's a pretty cool addition. Um, you got Pix the Cat, which is also PS4 and Vita, and uh, the D and D Chronicles of Mysteria, which is the old Capcom arcade games, which is a fun. I think there's two of them. They're both pretty fun. If you ever played them before, but they're like Golden Axe with like stats and stuff. Uh, those fun games are so coming up for November. You said you got stuff. Finding Isaac is cool. Yeah, Binding of Isaac, Rebirth, uh, SteamWorld Dig, the PS3 is getting the Loft Thrazes and Froze, uh, Frozen Synapse Prime. Vita's getting the Hungry Horde, which I have no idea what that is, and Escape Plan. But you're getting it. For the six oh, yeah. There's there. actually a new update in the PS4 where all it is is it will allow you to automatically add PlayStation Plus games to your library. Whereas before you had to start a download and a register as a purchase, now you just hit add to library and you have to do the cancel download thing, which is... I don't know why it wasn't there. I don't know why you just put those games in your library anyway, but whatever. It's better than it was. It's kind of like on Amazon App Store when you want the free app of the day, you have to click it, and you have to start installing it, and you have to cancel it just to have it in your list of apps. Most people don't know there's an Amazon App Store. It's a thing that exists. Nobody. Tom uses it, though. Tom uses it. I use, I use it every single day to get that free app. Today was Fruit Ninja. Oh damn it! I missed it. No, you still have you still have uh, two hours. Yeah. Life's meaningless without it. I have a friend request. No one wants to be my friend. 
I don't recognize that name. So, is it Chris? Uh, no, it's not Chris. Um, Drive Club for free was supposed to happen, and that is still up in the air. Nobody knows when the, the free PSN version is coming out. Uh, the actual game did launch. I heard it had nothing but bad and broken gameplay. Well, I heard the gameplay is pretty nice when it works, but the online features are so broken that it makes it not work because the game is made to be an online cooperative game. So it's kind of, what's going on with this? That's a $60 game to go. So uh, I don't see that game doing very well, especially until that free version comes out. Uh, Valkyria Chronicles is announced for the PC. I know Corey's excited for that. I'm actually very excited. Hopefully they will bring out 2 and 3 for their, the PC and 3 coming out in the U.S. anyway because they never made it here. That'd be good. I only have the first one. Did you play 2 or 3? No. They're shorter and smaller little areas, but they're still pretty solid games. If they're coming uh, to PC, I'll get them. Oh, that'd be so... I hate using my controller for that game. It doesn't feel right. I'm trying to think how it uh, it would benefit from the PC using a mouse. Now I think about it, I never really thought about, about it until now. Having keyboards, whatever, so but better. clicking the mouse works out. Yeah, gotta get the mechanical keyboard. Get those blue switches. Okay, I don't need that. <laughs> of course you do. Don't you want to be, don't you want to be a pro? MLG, getting those uh, professional League of Legends tournaments. Be on Twitch, sponsored by Amazon. You could be Taylor. Taylor is actively reviewing people's merchandise inside of League of Legends and buying what they have because he's an idiot. Oh. People do that? He does. Oh. What do you mean buying people's merchandise? Is he technically a He'll Chinese see player? what the top players are using for their items and he'll go and say, I want that keyboard. He bought a keyboard. He didn't buy a mouse yet. He needs the mouse. It's like, oh, wait. I, th- I think he did buy the mouse. I think he bought it a week ago. <laughs> I think I have the most keyboard that came with this. Professional League of Legends is still funny to me. Still a humorous topic. Jealous. And he, I, he posts on Facebook, and the only thing he ever updates are about stats of League of Legends games. Like, Team Solo Mid is winning the finals. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Dude, he doesn't like sports. Let him like something. He watches football, but I think he does that to be socially acceptable, I think. He's not socially acceptable. He fails. He's not. He plays League of Legends to take eight steps back. I, I think I'm going to rename this uh, podcast to I Make Fun of My Friends. Sounds like a good name. A popular podcast. In jokes you won't get. <laughs> exactly. i gotta, I got to loop this back around to video games and people giving a shit. Uh, paranautical activity. Paranautical activity, yes. Did you guys hear about this? Not in the slightest. Nope. Okay, what happened was... The, it was a game that was what was what does Steam call those the pre-release games, uh, early access or something like that. Yeah. Greenlit? No, Greenlit's when they uh, bring something in that's yeah, already. Yeah, early access is before oh, it's yeah. a final game. What happened was this game was a early access game, and then he launched the final version. And what Steam did was they, on the homepage, they said games new releases, and it still had the pre-release little icon on it. And he was very upset about this, so he went on Twitter. And he was running all these things like Steam is awful and uh, it'll, by the time they fix it, it'll already be over, not on the front page anymore. And then his final tweet was, I'm going to, cave, uh, I'm going to kill Gabe Newell. 
Yeah. He's going to die. That was his tweet. So then uh, his game was... Kids out there listening, you don't want to do that in today's day of social media and people taking that shit seriously. Exactly. So Valve then pulled his game and canceled all business with him. So his game is not allowed in Steam anymore. It's just completely yep. taken off. It's on other things, but... Humble yes. Store, I know it's on GOG. Yeah, but Steam is the majority of sales, so you pretty much lost some major sales of that game. He has since uh, left the company, and he apologized and said that, uh, you know, it was all his fault. Don't blame the company for it, and hopes that they will work with Valve again in the future, but that he will have nothing to do with the company. But he pretty much just... Uh, yeah, he was, forced, he was forced out. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> he was the. I'm pretty sure he was the lead person of it, but I mean, he's poison. He he threatened. He threatened an icon, weird, pudgy, creepy blob man icon. When people threaten female gamers on the internet, it's a joke. But when you threaten Gabe Newell, it's serious business. Yeah, let's not go into that unless we're into some. I the, the BBC and the Boston Globe are all reporting on. On that right now, it's really uh, depressing. Anita Starkstein, it was on uh, Cobell Report. That was last night, two nights ago. Yeah, but uh, they're going into some other people, some local indie developers in Boston. They talked about how like she had to leave her house from death. Oh, was that, was that uh, Wong? I forget her first name. Wu is her last name. Wu, yeah. Okay, okay. I remember that story. That was. I read that and just thought, Jesus Christ. I don't understand it. Just leave people alone. Let them make games. I don't. What's the problem? If someone wants to say something dumb on the internet, you can you can just call them dumb. You don't have to threaten to rape and murder them. That's that's way too far. Taking it way too far. Like, so when, I get, I, when I get pulled over by a female cop, I just laugh at her and like, thanks, hun. Thanks for the ticket. And I'll just drive off giggling. These are things that happen in the real world. So let people do their thing. Jeez. Oh man, Tom! You can, you can be an asshole to people over the internet because it's not being an asshole to them in real life. It is real life. People need to remember that we have a certain amount of privacy on the internet, but we don't. We're not in a bubble here. We we can't threaten to rape him. Really, I I want to I want to make this clear to all our listener that you can't <laughs> threaten to rape and murder people. It's not a good thing, and I don't know if you understand that or if anyone ever told you, but don't threaten to rape and murder people. People tend to think you're an asshole. You're an asshole. And if you don't do it, you're also a coward. What I'm saying is, don't, you're probably a coward. If you're going to threaten somebody... I'm not saying if you're going to threaten someone, then go rape and murder them. But you look like a cowardly asshole at that point. Because you're probably not. Let, let's be honest. Most of you are out of shape. <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm assuming. You're using a stereotype right there. I, I don't care. You are, are they, shape cowardly assholes. What are they going to do? Rape and murder me? That's true. You're not part of the you're not part of the demographic though that they typically want. Okay, if you are going to threaten to rape or murder somebody, you have to at least give them your name and address. And a head start, uh, days head start in the woods, and go on the most dangerous game. Ah. <sighs> Follow the trail of Jack Johnson CDs. <laughs> All right, so don't threaten Gabe Newell. Don't nope. threaten anyone. Or you're an asshole. 
<laughs> Super Smash Wii gets Mewtwo as free DLC. Are you excited about that, Tom? If you buy both versions of the game, you buy the 3DS version and you buy the Wii U version of this new Smash Bros. game, you register on Club Nintendo, you'll get a free DLC version of Mewtwo. It has not been announced if he will be available otherwise or if you can buy him for actual money. It has not been released yet. Technically, uh, it's going to be $90 if you buy both. Uh, $100 if you want Mewtwo. Yeah, $100. It was 40 and 60 So, I mean, Mewtwo is... You have... Uh, what's, I forget his name. Big Rilo. <laughs> Lucario, that's his name. He's pretty much the same character, and I like him better, so whatever. I just yeah. don't know. I, I don't know. I don't like the idea they're adding DLC characters to Smash, because I, like I like how everyone's kind of the final version. Here are your characters. This is what you're going to have for five years plus. I don't need them to add characters along the line and people not have them on some systems. Like, oh, I don't have this guy. Like, why not? And that causes problems and things like that. Uh, it's like when I was playing Street Fighter and uh, there were some characters that were DLC only. And those are the characters I used. And actually Skullgirls, too. I used uh, Squiggly a lot. That was a DLC character. So you go you go play places uh, like cons or where the fuck people play video games nowadays and they just don't have it and then I'm at a disadvantage. I don't know. That's just me. But, I mean, whatever. It's a free DLC. I also downloaded the DLC Mercedes cars in my Mario Kart. Sweet. You should get, you should get Jelly. You've never seen Mario drive so fly. Is he riding dirty? Um, No. Donkey Kong is the guy you got to watch out for. Holy shit, that sounded incredibly racist, and I just realized that now. <laughs> and, I, and I take that back. <laughs> it's like that uh, that little comic that was in the, the Herald recently. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't live in Mass. Uh, there was this comic with... I uh, don't read the Herald. <laughs> nobody reads the Herald. <laughs> you only heard about it because people flipped the shit, and it was on the internet. It was a little comic about that guy who try to break into the White House, and he got into, like, the first hallway oh, yeah. and came yeah. down. And it was just, I guess it was a comic about that. It was a dude in the guy's, uh, in Obama's bathroom. And he said, gotta try that watermelon toothpaste. And, yeah, people ever take that offensively, because that's a pretty big stereotype, and, you yeah, know, he's... pretty terrible. He's not exactly a white guy. So... That is a horrible comic. Why are you reading the Herald? I'm, I wasn't reading the Herald. Like I said, it was on, it was on, uh, Facebook's and stuff. It was circulated. That's how Harold makes any money, is when people are offended by it. It's a tabloid, and that's what they do. But, uh, yeah, I didn't, he didn't, I didn't mean to pull a Harold. <laughs> it's not that funny, either. It's no. not, that's the point. It's not funny. Because the guy didn't even make it to his bathroom. <laughs> that's why it's not funny. It's right there. Is there that, even that was, watermelon that was the toothpaste? What's up? Is there even watermelon toothpaste? It wouldn't surprise me, but I'm sure it's not meant for anybody over the age of five. Does I mean, anyone know if the White House bathroom is near the hallway the guy got caught in? Most likely not. And if Brent it is, it's not Obama's personal bathroom. He could just buy the toothpaste. You could just find it in a store. It's not special President Watermelon toothpaste. There are too many flaws in this comic. <laughs> that guy should just be fired for shitty writing and not the fact that it was an <laughs> obvious racist joke. <laughs> Racist stereotype. Uh, uh, Shadow of Eternals. Talk about that. What? Which one? Shadow of Eternals. Back on with new studio. Oh, we we missed one of the little bullet points. We'll go through it afterwards. It's cool. You can jump around my lists. I don't put thought into this or anything. 
You don't. Uh, Sh- Shadow and Turtles was a game that was it's the spiritual, it was the uh, spiritual successor to Eternal Darkness, which is the game on the GameCube that was survival horror by the yeah, team who helped make Resident Evil remake. Uh, great game. Shadow, um, Shadow or Eternal Darkness. Yeah. Yes, that was a great game. I honestly have not played it since it came out, so I should probably replay it. It's been quite a quite a many year since I played the game, but I still have I a game I've it. really been afraid to play. I was never I... afraid of that game, but I thought the, the effects were really funky. It just went crazy. I wasn't afraid yeah. of being killed. I was afraid my character would go insane. Exactly. It was it was fun. I enjoyed it. I didn't find it particularly scary, but it was a fun game. And um, what they did was they the main guy left the company and a few other team members went with them. They did a Kickstarter and the Kickstarter failed. I forget the name of that company. It was like Pendulum Games or something. Probably something like that. And uh, it failed the Kickstarter. So what happened now is it came back today under a new company called Quantum Entanglement Entertainment. And it's back on track. So they released, they reposted the trailer. IGN of all places. So it's back in progress. That might be a thing that comes out eventually. So we might actually finally get a sequel. We might finally get a sequel. Spiritual successor. It's not a sequel. Don't get confused. Yeah. Let's get our fingers like let's get everything before. Mighty number no. nine is not a sequel to Mega Man. It's just the exact same game. Yes. Yes, it is. Anyway, that'll be fun. I'll be looking forward to that. Um, I just received a text from the people downstairs that said, any comments on recent revelations that Mike Vick's Pokemon addiction led to his dog fighting? Not recently. I like more news. More information about this. We'll have to do a follow-up on this. That's exactly. for next week, folks. You hit it here first. Put that in the notes. I'm going to hit him when I go downstairs. You should. As you should. Is this Ben? No, this is with Yakub. I don't I don't know if you've oh, met him. Yeah, I met Yakub. We hung out in the park. Oh, that's he's insane. I don't, he's giggling down there for some reason, like a child giggles. God, you guys live intense lives. <laughs> I have too many intense people around me. I can't I can't deal with it right now. Okay. So uh Uimatsu and Sakaguchi got together and they're like, No what we should do? We should totally get the team back from Final Fantasy Six and make a game like that again. And that's something they're trying to get. They're trying to pitch it to Square and see if they'll be up for it. But that's a thing they want to do. Square is going to be up for it. Uh, they, no, Square is actually... Square is all about broken Final Fantasy games that no one fucking understands. Square was amazed and baffled by the success of uh, that 3DS RPG, Bravely Default. And they're like, hey, people actually like old-style RPGs we used to make. It's so, so they cool. might actually be up for this. But what we're going to get is Final Fantasy thirteen four. Oh God! But, I'd much rather castrate myself with a rusty nail than deal with another recent Final Fantasy game. Fifteen looks fun, but I'm not going to put my hopes up. It actually has a demo coming out in March, so that's something to be excited for, I guess. It looks like a fun game. It looks kind of like Last Story, where it's kind of like a central group of characters and you kind of walk around and be bros with each other. I like The Last Story. It's a fun game, so if it's like that, I'll be down for it. Let's make a real new Brave Fence of Musashi and move on and finally get a game that we want. That'd be I, so cool. I purchased that game on launch day, the sequel to Brave Fencer, and I've never once played it. It's pretty... It's not that good. 
I hear it's kind of good, but it's nowhere near as the original, which I'd live with. The original was fun. It did not age well at all. I went back to try to play it recently, and it's just really hard to control. Oh, but, that? um, that's a bummer. Yeah. I was like, that part, you got to cross the river, and you got to jump these little rocks. I had the toughest time to jump off those game rocks. Hours at your house. Like, we killed so many days playing that game. It's a great game. Day turned to night, night turned to day. More power stolen, all is low. But, yeah, I should maybe play that game. Maybe play some Tomba. Tomba's a great game. Sequel, disappointing. Yes. Not that the sequel's disappointing, it's just the art direction was shit. They went to that 3D garbage look compared to the awesome 2D the original was. What I wanted a New Adventure Island to look like. I'm trying to think of the main New Adventure Island. I don't think so. There was a bunch in the SNES, and they just kind of dropped it off from there. That was a confusing game because I had two uh, two companies owned rights, and one took a one came with a new Adventure Island, and one took the other one and went. It was Taito and uh, somebody else. I don't remember. But that was that was an interesting game to follow. Way back in the day. That came. That was the series that had a what was it called? Monster or something. And they had a Japanese uh, Genesis game. Oh, yeah. Monster World. But it was, yeah, they called it Monster World. Monster World 4 was the uh, the Genesis one. That was actually a really awesome game. Yeah, Adventure Island, Monster World. Good stuff. Go look it up. Corey, how you doing? I'm wondering how Shadow of Mordor is. Sha- um, Shadow of Mordor. Hudson Soft. Hudson Soft, yes. Awesome. Which is now in my Konami. Fun facts. Uh, Shadow of Mordor is... A mix of a lot of games is what it is, really. Uh, it has... Mm, it plays like Assassin's Creed. It has fighting like Batman. And the overworld's like another game I just can't think of. Maybe Fallout? Fallout's pretty flat and... Yeah, flat and barren. I'm, I'm going to say Fallout. It's right. fun. It's not a bad game. It has this interesting system. Uh, what's it called? The rivalry system, I think. What it is is pretty much it has leaders of a seg- uh, they have a tier system where like he has the level one generals of the orc army, and then it'll be level tier two, tier three. And what happens is you can you can fight them and you can take them off the list, whatever, and people can move up and down depending on what you do. Or they also fight each other for higher ranks. And it has this interesting system like that, and you can scope. Uh, Pretty much, I'm trying to think of a way to sum this up. You can interrogate lower people, just regular grunts, and you can find information about these people, unlock information like, oh, this one's afraid of uh, being hit by whatever the fuck the little, sure. monsters, little monsters are called in Lord of the Rings. Or this one is acceptable to uh, headshots, and this one uh, can be sneak assassin killed, and things like that, and uh, other stuff like that. It's fun, interesting. It's kind of one of those. Uh, Immersive things about the game keeps going. I heard the opening where it teaches you how to the controls for it. Yeah, they work it into like a plot of him teaching his son how to fight. Yeah, thought that's pretty cool. That's a pretty innovative way to sort of teach someone how to do things. It's better than did being. You hear, did you hear the controversy over the? I think it was a polygon review. Uh, the controversy over when you learn how to use stealth. No, what what happened? In the beginning of the game, what, how it takes off is it's it it starts with 
what's currently happening, the opening of the game, and then it will switch to flashbacks. And that's when you, like, it shows you help, uh, teaching your son. And the way it teaches you how to uh, assassinate kill is you have a rose and you go out to sneak up on your wife and then you assassinate her by giving her the rose and giving her a kiss. And the button huh. says um, the contextual action is kiss instead of kill. And people are like, kissing and killing is the same button and the same function? This is awful. Why would you ever use this? And there's this really bad article about it. It was very funny. I should read it because they actually took it seriously. It was the dumbest thing to get offended over. I can't have my kiss be my kill button. That's not allowed. Can't do that. Were they afraid they were going to kiss orcs or kill the wife? <laughs> Maybe both. Maybe both. That game's opening, though. That's that's some real shit, though. Check that out. That sounds insane. Turns out everybody dies. No. I spoiled the first five minutes of the game for you. You've also spoiled the ending to Lost. Um, not everybody died in Lost. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think people who watch Lost know what happened in Lost because I talked to a lot of people. Like they were dead the entire time. No, they weren't. That was... I've talked to people who Thoroughly really explained. <laughs> they explained that they're not dead the entire time. Yes, they but are that... not. They were not dead in that island. They were, they were alive. They were people. People like they were dead the entire time. No, they weren't. That's not what the show was about. Did you watch the show? <laughs> I'm not like the biggest fan of Lost, but I definitely watched it and I understood yeah, what I they told me. That I wasn't I wasn't ready for. <laughs> Tom's got and, some nerd rage about fucking Lost that I just unhinged. Really? I'm not, I'm not nerd raging about it. I'm this like this is a thing that happened during. Uh, New Year's last year, and people were talking about Lost. Like, yeah, isn't it weird? I bet it was already dead. You watched the show, right? You watched it. You saw what happened. They weren't dead. Thoroughly explained. Nothing else was. I don't know if you've ever seen that show, but they didn't. They had like 40 subplots that just didn't go anywhere. Unpopular Lost podcast. Fact? My favorite character was Jack. No, it wasn't. The you guy know? from... Uh who's in the Lord of the Rings, hasn't played a different character since Lost, though. Which one? Um, one of the... He's one of the elves. He played Mary. The, Mary yeah. was in Lost. He also was uh, in that Eminem video. He has, like, he, has, Charlie? he hasn't stopped playing the junkie since. Yes. Oh, okay, Charlie. Okay, he was Charlie. one of the hobbits. He's Mary. They have very Mary. simple I names. I don't know the... I don't know the names of the main characters. Do we remember sub-characters? He was one of them. <laughs> You had Frodo, then you have Gandalf, and then the others. Get Harry Aragorn, Pete. Boromir. Yeah, you can keep Harry saying names, buddy. Mary Pippin, Samwise Gamgee. Motherfucker, they're easy names. They're fun names to say. If you say so. I, you just said them, and I already forgot what they were. <laughs> right? So. I was forgetting them as he was like pronouncing them. I'm like, it's like who? It's like trying to talk to me about anime names. Like, if I watch an anime... No, or those are in Japanese. That's much more difficult. Name, and I'll completely forget the name like a month later. I'm like, who? I know Shinji, and that's about it. Aragon. Wait, that's a dragon. <laughs> God damn it. Ball Is there a name in the title of the it. show? Because otherwise I will not remember. And by like, like the uh, Akami Gush Kill show? I only know Akami's name because uh, it's in the title of the game. Uh, I don't. I don't remember the main character's name. Princess Mononoke. I remember her. Yeah. What? What was the? What was the guy's name? I have no idea. I know Akira because that's 
<laughs> he's also he's also not the main character. Rioni Kenshin. Sailor Moon bitches that follow her. I might uh I might know the name of the Slayers cast, but that's a special exception. <laughs> that might be it. Yep. <laughs> no Pokemon because there was three of them. Okay, we're <laughs> moving on. Uh, our no surge. <laughs> our no surge came out. I did not play it. That was going to be a Chris Ferrari topic. R.I.P. Yeah, I'm sure it's like I'm sure it's like all the other Gust games. Probably fun. I'll let you know if I ever jump on it. I might. I heard, I heard Ferrari's dead. He he might be dead. In some people's in eyes. In, in, in some people's eyes, he may be dead. Oh. <laughs> it's like the sixth sense for everybody. <laughs> all my podcasts, all my listeners are dead. Okay. They wish they were. <laughs> this episode, not the best. This is my warm-up coming back to it. Next yeah, week will be better. Make, just make excuses. It's fine. I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, it's it's whatever. It's not, not done yet. We're talking about how bad it was. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good sign. This is the halfway point. Oh, um, man. So Smash I, I 3DS. Think... Smash 3DS. Let's do this. Smash yeah. 3DS? Uh, okay. On Friday. <laughs> Of a uh, while. My problem with this game is not the game, it's the system. That system was not made for games like this. The circle pad does not make it easy to play. You need to go fast, left, fast, left, right, tap up. It, it's, yeah. it's the same reason I didn't want to play Guilty Gear on it. Exactly. I had Street Fighter 4. That was my launch game I bought with it. And that game was just really hard to play because you couldn't do the smooth motions you needed to do it, it just didn't allow that. At least Street Fighter lets you use the D-pad, which was a massive improvement over the circle pad, but in Smash, you taunt with those. I haven't checked the options to let, um, see if they let you use the D-pad to move, but from my playing, I couldn't. So you were reporting that the uh, original 3DS is too, so if you had one of the older ones, um, the D-pads, or the circles were just ripping off. Yeah, that was actually a one of those images floating around before it came on the U.S. and Japan, apparently people were tearing off their thumbsticks. So there's that. It's just, it's not comfortable to play with. Even just the shoulder buttons and everything, at least for my hands, I have the XL, and it's just not a comfortable game to play. So I don't like playing action games on my 3DS. I like Fire Emblem and Pokemon games that don't require a lot of You like turn-based games. I play Shovel Knight, and I still use the D-pad. It's like that that um, thumbstick is great, like you said, if you're using like an RPG where you're just like floating around a town holding down B. But if you need to do anything precision but base, it's it's just it's there, but it's not there. Exactly. I mean, games like Shovel Knight are okay because you have the D-pad and you use two buttons. It's not like you're using the shoulder button there. Exactly. It's not a lot of complicated processes and all that good stuff. Games like I'm sure Animal Crossing play wonderfully on it. Yep. He said with contempt. I, I don't play Animal Crossing comfortably, but people who do enjoy the game, I'm sure, are getting their... Oh, I have no problem with the The rhythm game was friggin' sweet on it. Like, I, I just want more game like Elite Beat Agents for the 3DS, and I'd buy every single one of them. The Edge Rhythm actually works very well with the new system. Before, you had to use a stylus, and now you can use button taps. Oh, cool. So, it's actually a lot easier. I actually have a lot of problems with the circle pad. Sometimes you need to do diagonal up, diagonal down. 
yeah. and I can't always register them correctly. It has this weird thing where you have to follow the trail, and you have to follow it with a D-pad, so you're holding up, holding down. Then all of a sudden, once you go upright, and it doesn't register it in time, it still thinks you're holding the thing, so you get like a late or a miss. I've had that happen a few times, but otherwise that game is fantastic. It was the one time I didn't mind using the stylus. I, I actually have not tried it with the stylus. I, play, I played the original all the way through with the stylus. It's the only option you had, and I had no problem with it, but... I mean, the Everyone new one... They, they took it away from me, and uh, like they gave me the option to take it away, and I gladly took it. <laughs> um, you. Did you play Theatrhythm, the new one? No, I want to get... It's on my to-buy list. Um, I was just thinking of games that I enjoyed on the 3DS was the original. Like, lost so many days last summer. As of right now, I have two Mystic Quest songs, and they're both fantastic. I bought this game based on the fact that it had the Mystic Quest battle theme. No one has Mystic Quest. That's fantastic. That's like a selling point. Friday, I'm going to go buy a coffee. Mystic Quest has such a great soundtrack. The entire soundtrack's fantastic. If I end up unlocking more songs, all the better. If there was not a song in that game that was not awesome. Nope. That That's game has such a great storyline, except for the fact that you could continue from bosses. You failed. Would you like to try again? Yes. It was my my first RPG, and that's exactly what it meant to be, and it showed it very well. And it was a cute game. I have no problem with it, but the soundtrack was fucking phenomenal. The stereotypical people getting poisoned, and you got your ice claw, and it's just like, I broke my arm. I can't continue on without you. Or you have to continue on without me. Yeah, it was... Oh, it's such, like, candy-cutted storytelling, but I know if I went back and spent six hours, I'd love every minute of it. I do enjoy that game. I own, like, a box copy of it. You have to. It's so good. I also own a box copy of Lagoon, if that tells you anything. Oh, you just made this old man's heart smile. I love that game. That's another game that had very... Not the best gameplay, but the soundtrack was fucking phenomenal. So bad, so good. I love that game. I went back and bought Yaz when it was on sale. I was like, oh my god, YS5 is on sale. My roommate's like, what the hell is wrong with you? Call like, you call it Yaz? What'd you, what'd you call it? Yaz or YS? It's Yeez. Yeez, whatever. That's, that's proper. That's Maine. <laughs> oh, it's so good, though. I never that's, heard Yaz before. That's, I have to put that on my list. Uh, my next-door neighbor in in uh, Dayton Street had it for the Super Nintendo. For uh, the Wanderers? Oh, yeah. And the side-scrolling one? Yep. Yep. So good. Yeah, that, was, that was different. That's the one they remade for the Vita, and it's in regular E-style You Zelda could pin slashing. your character down right in the beginning. as If you had a turbo controller held down B, and you could max-level yourself out on snakes in the very intro level. And I just <laughs> remember thought that was the most badass glitch. I was like, yeah! Leave it for six hours. Challenge? What's that? <laughs> What's that theory that if you have the option to break anything automatically win, you will always use it every time? We did it in Final Fantasy three for a long time with that uh, raft. Oh yeah, the, the and yeah, before you fight um the best boss ever. First time, yeah. Yeah. And there That's was fire the... three. That level sixty five characters. I'm just gonna walk to the floating island. The Final Fantasy two. The NES one where all you had to do was hit yourself, then heal yourself, and hit yourself, then heal yourself. Yep. And that's how you that's how you stat it up in that game. Yep. That was great. I great remember news. in Medieval 2 Total War, you could capture the city of Rome, and the Pope wouldn't be allowed in the city anymore. And since for some reason they made him a unit, he'd march around with an army. 
And if you controlled enough people in the uh, College of Cardinals, you could kill the Pope's army, killing him for whatever reason, and they'd have to elect a new Pope. And then once that Pope got angry with you, you'd just do it again and again and again. At no point did the Pope dislike me because he'd be quickly killed. I have broken so many of those games. I know I said this like since like podcast number two, but have you played Castles 2 yet? No. No. Play Castles 2, Corey. I am sure you will like it. Also, do not fuck with the Pope. I'll try to avoid it. I'll put that on my list of to-dos. He is an asshole in that game. So, uh, I know you're kind of broke, but I could use like six pieces of gold for nothing, really. And if you say no, I'm just going to kill you. I don't think the Pope can kill you. I don't think the Pope has that ability. Oh, he, he has quite the army. It is is a force to be reckoned with. You know, that's accurate for medieval popes. I hear they're mostly assholes. There are <laughs> many good medieval popes. Yeah, they don't really have a good track record. <laughs> a lot of bastard kids and torturing people. They used to just torture people just for shits and giggles back then, too. Yeah, it, was for the, it was for Jesus. It was all Game, game of Thronesy. Oh, okay. <laughs> So when, when's, when's that new season coming out? That comes out in April or March, yeah. late March. So what do they have? They have two, two and a half books left to do in terms of being caught up to what's currently out in novel form? No, they two? have two books, four okay, and five. So this last season was the end of the, the book? It wasn't? This last, season, this last season was the end of the third book. Okay, now season four. Yeah. Okay, I, I just read the wiki. I didn't bother reading the books because fuck that. Because you can't read, I know. I'll read when it involves books like Gamer Girl. I spite read. I don't actually read. You spite everything. Is that you that new right. movie with that Affleck guy? What? Gamer Girl. Gamer oh, Girl with... Gone, uh, gone Girl, never mind, sorry. Gone Baby Gone? With Casey Affleck? Are you, are, you, are you talking down about Casey Affleck, the best actor there ever was? No, let's talk about Ben Affleck. You're not talking about Donnie Wahlberg, though, who is the best actor that ever was. Who is the best, yes, that's true. <laughs> Isn't he working at uh, Wahlberg? Wahlberg? Only when the cameras are on. <laughs> yes. Of course. Hmm. That was my sister's birthday wish, was to go to Wahlbergers. Did you take her? I didn't take her. I missed that. I was, I was working in New Hampshire, but... Uh, she did go. You should have went. I, I would have loved to go. Mike Depends goes there all the time. Guy. Mike works next door. To Wahlberger? Yeah, Wahlberger, yeah. I guess Wahlberger Donnie still next door all the time. Donnie used That's... to work with my dad. Or dad, Donnie's brother used to work with my dad. There's too many brothers. Marky? Too many Marky Mark Wahlberg? That guy's probably more famous. Bob. <laughs> oh, which one's that? You may have heard of Mark The one Wahlberg. you don't hear about, Bob. There's like three of them you don't hear about. Oh, shit. Oh, God, Boston. Oh, Boston. We need better celebrities. Uh, let's see. We got... Man, nobody good. We got... Uh, what's her name? Uh, the girl from Dollhouse. Elijah Dushku. Yes, we have her. That's not top tier. Got Affleck. We have Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Yeah. Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon. 
My brother refused to watch that movie for all these years. He watched it like two weeks ago, and all he does is talk about that movie now. It's a great movie. <laughs> it is a great movie. But it's just funny how it came back out of nowhere. Like, oh, you just saw that now? I remember watching that ten years ago. Sometimes I just listen to America Fuck Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't America. know why. America Fuck Yeah. Right before you go to work in the morning, you're just like, I just gotta <laughs> pop myself up. Nothing makes me feel more patriotic than that song. <laughs> okay. D4 came out. I don't know if you guys know what D4 is. If yes. you're familiar with uh, Deadly Premonition. Anybody? No? Yes, I heard about it. It's you, the, you have not experienced Deadly Premonition. Yeah, wasn't it? The D3 was like a demo disc that handed out to like everybody back in the day for PCs. It's like a really fucked up. What? Yeah. Wait, what's this? I think so, maybe. Am I thinking of the same series? I'm not sure what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm not either. I might be just. D4 is not part of a series if that helps at all. There was a D and a D2. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. D3 game. Nope, it's not Diablo. I don't know if you guys ever played D. D1 was a fun game. D2 was dumb. That was the games that nobody ever worries about. But uh, D4 is its own thing entirely. It's called... Uh... Oh, shit. Now I forget the name of it. It's been it's been like a month. My God, my memory. Deadlier uh, Premonition? <laughs> deadlier, deadlier, darker Premonition. Uh, dark Dreams Don't Die. And what this game is, is pretty much... It's a it's Swerve 65 game, so it's... A, as bizarre as Deadly Premonition was, which you guys don't know because you don't play good games. I use, <laughs> I use the term good very loosely. They're, they are the room of games. They're fantastic. And uh, pretty much what this game is, is it's kind of it's based around the Kinect, but you can play without it. But it's totally like swipe to the side kind of thing. And uh, you play as a detective and you go back into memories of people by using objects you find. It's very linear. There's not a lot of... Every chapter is a specific item you get, so it's not like there's a lot of choices. But it's uh, kind of like a... Have you guys played uh, Killer7? Yes. It's kind of like that. That's so bizarre. And it has eccentric characters and a lot of bizarre Swarry 65 stuff and awesome Boston accents, by the way. It takes place in Boston. Clam Chowda is actually a quite uh, prominent topic in the game. Mind you, this guy is a Japanese dude who's been here like twice in his life. And uh, it is quite amazing to experience. It's $15. It's episodic. Right now, I think there's three episodes you can play. And depending on how well the game does, he's going to keep making content. By the way, his game did fucking terribly. So I bought an Xbox One for this game. Wow. What? Yeah. That's why you bought an Xbox One? This game came out that day, and I went on Craigslist and said, oh, okay, I'm going to buy an Xbox One. Did, came back, bought the game. Best uh, $315 game ever bought. See, guys, that's like a stamp of approval right there. <laughs> he bought a $300 game that none of you guys have fucking ever heard of. Nope. Microsoft completely abandoned all advertising on this game. So they showed a trailer for it during the uh, E3 when the Xbox One was announced. They never talked about it again, and then it was just out. Nobody knew it was a thing. People, I probably mentioned to you, but I never heard of it. It was on Game Informer. I ran across it. I'm on Game Informer almost. Game Informer stopped sending magazines to my house, and I forgot they were a thing that existed. Oh. It's because I don't like you. That's how Nintendo Power went out of business. People forgot about them. 
people forgot their forgot about them. I think they're still a website. I just don't think they're doing digital episodes anymore. Mm. I, I remember last time I renewed my Game Informer, it gave me the option to get either, either digital or physical copies, not both for whatever reason. And I hit physical, I just never got them anymore. So, oh well, I don't get my biased game reviews. My God. Um, no, you give them out instead? Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, I'm telling you to buy D4, and that's no bias because this game's fucking amazing. D4, its sales plummeted even further when it was Voted on a unpopular podcast. There, there is a Twitter uh, hashtag. I think it's called Save D4. Game Informer gave it a pretty good review too. Everybody so. gave it a good review. I, I've never the lowest I've seen for this game was an eight. Then what's your problem with them? I no, nobody knows about the game. That's my problem with it. Okay, cool. For all three people who listen to this, you yeah, now right. are aware of D4. You're now if you like quirky, bizarre you're Japanese now. games. Gi. Totally get this. But yeah, it, you're a detective. You go. You try to find out uh, what happened to your wife. You lost your memory, as a typical Japanese game goes. Amnesia and all that good stuff. And um, pretty much all you have is the memories. Find D. So you're like, who is D? And you keep running through things and who D could possibly be, and you find more clues about stuff. And it's bizarre, and characters are strange, and just acting. You were like a punctuation review for this game. Maybe. I feel like I've heard of it from Yahtzee. How did he feel about it? I'm going to guess it was negative. He did it. I don't even know if he did it. I'm just saying he did. It was. <laughs> I don't know if he did it, but if he did, it was terrible. No, he hated it. Yeah, that's my venture to guess. Okay, so D4, I can't really explain it. What kind of game it is, it's just fucking weird, but it's great. And you should also get Daily Premonition, which I'm pretty sure is on a Humble Bundle, and it was selling for like $3 on Steam or something. Just in case anyone's just listening, Tom is not talking about Diablo 4 before you all shit your pants saying it's out. No, he's talking about another game. It's called D4. Dark Dreams Don't Die. Yeah, he's done it. It's like five weeks ago. Yeah. You heard it here. D4 is out. That must have been the last time we did a podcast the week before that because I would have talked about this last time. It's been a while. My whole scheme is a lie. I don't have a weekly podcast and I don't post reviews. What am I? Nothing. Three man. guys talking on the internet. <laughs> the last review I posted was Tomb Raider. What? That's good. I, I I liked it. I gave it a good review. That's Turns good. out. The remake, right? Not the original one. I enjoyed the original game, but the, the recent reboot was what I reviewed. Because I want to see, like, 10-year-old Tom talking about the first Tomb Raider. <laughs> Boobies, and that was with an IEZ and probably a bunch of 8s. I Wait, can't what? find the naked cheat code. Been jumping at this wall for four hours. This is bullshit. I swear her tits jiggle if you jump high enough. <laughs> the PlayStation makes the rendering happen just because of this. Uh, the frame rate drops in such a way that it looks like it's jiggling. My hot chick to play Japanese undercover version that no one fucking heard about except for four of my friends. <laughs> Tom out. All right. Okay, so I guess I'll go into my retroplay section, which nobody ever participates in. No, we don't. No? Corey, play Castles 2. Alright, I'll, I'll pretend to do that. I play Forts of 5. So, fun fact, I was very avidly against this all-digital future with the Xbox One back when it was announced. And since I bought an Xbox One, I've not bought a physical disc. I have never put a media inside my Xbox One. Never a media. Never any media. No DVDs, no Blu-rays. 
No games. Nothing. I don't know if my drive works. Well, if it's from Craigslist, you weren't. You might be <laughs> saving yourself disappointment. Evidently, there is such a known drive issue with the Xbox One where if you call for customer support, they automatically know what you're talking about. Oh. Like, I can't read my disk. Oh, yeah. We'll send a box out for you right away. I guess it does, yeah. That's, uh, that's something. I hear PS4s also have a disk reader. I, have, I haven't had that problem myself, but apparently both systems have disk read problems. I already went through one of my... I already went through an Xbox One. What'd you have as an issue? Um, it flashed green and then never turned back on. Oh, wait, no, the Kinect stopped working one day, and then the next day it didn't turn back on. Okay. My roommate I've... stopped reading discs and then had to return it, and then he had a crack in his... Like, it looked like uh, the pallet was kind of just, like, pushed it up, so it didn't really sit right. So he's already gone through two or three. I should probably check that drive. Might probably want to. <laughs> I'll throw a Blu-ray in later and see if it reads it. Um, Forza 5 is great. I, I like it a lot. It's a fun game. Oh, it's wait, I know. Fun. I'm, I'm going to jump in here, because... Once you finish this, I, I know a game that was released that we should probably talk about. Fantastic. I have a whole list of games I want to talk about that came out. I talked about a few of them already. Actually, I talked about half of them already. But uh, Forza 5 is a great game. A uh, few tracks. That's that's an issue. A lot of track fatigue happening. Uh, it does. It's, I don't know if you played Forza before, but it's not quite Gran Turismo level of simulation. It's kind of arcadey, not really. But it's a fantastic game. I enjoyed it a lot. Corey, what can you talk about? Uh, Sid Meier's Beyond Earth came out. Yes, I thought you wanted to talk about this. I thought this would be the thing you would be all about. I'd completely for- I obviously haven't bought it yet. It's expensive as fuck, but it's so I, good. Fifty dollars, sixty. Uh, it is fifty. 50. Yeah. If you um, I pre-reserved it. You got three maps. I've already put probably eight hours into it. I have heard great things about it, and I've heard a lot of negativity about it, that it was too much like Civ Five, or it wasn't enough like Civ Five. I don't know where to feel about that. It's because it's not Civ Five because, like, you're obviously in space. They've changed the uh, tech trees quite a bit, so it's more of a completely opened up... Um, I know a lot of people were having issues with the Siege Worms because they're a pain in the ass early game, but, like... The alien interaction's fun, except for when colonies get pissed off at you because they're like, oh, we believe that you shouldn't kill these aliens, but they run into your soldiers, so it's kind of hard to prevent alien extinction sometimes when they bring it upon themselves, but that's just nitpicking it. I, I could overall think the experience has been almost... I've enjoyed it quite a bit. Oh, yeah, I really want to play it, and it's not Alpha Centauri either, which is good. I, I want something different from Alpha Centauri. How many different games do you usually get in this, this genre? They seem to be the same game in sequel form. Like, how many new IPs do you get, really? Civ? 4X games? I mean, all the games you play are like Total War and Civ. How often does a new IP come along for you? Um, there's a ton of Paradox games that have new IPs every so often, but I think they've been milking the Crusader Kings for a while and the Europa Universalis. Stuff like Civ, there hasn't really been anything turn-based like that. You used to have Age of Empires and shit like that. but like... I mean, they're old, but I think Stardock used to do a few of them. They did um, 
Galactic Empires, which was pretty fun, very yeah, similar style. I've played Galactic Empires. That's a good game. I want to say it was like either there was one that was similar, it was like a kingdoms built game that was almost turn based, but I can't even remember at this point. It was probably way back in the day. Civ has just been kind of it. Civ dominates that market. It has a easy approachability. A lot of those games are very hard to understand when you first play them. They're not very beginner friendly, but Civ is beginner friendly, and it also gets very complicated. And it it's the most polished looking. It definitely has the best in the way of like animations when you do something cool, voice acting, and it had some really good voice actors. Leonard Nimoy did Civ Four. And I never really felt ripped off with the DLC. Like I I liked Gods and Kings. I really liked all the expansions that were built into. Civ Five. It just made a game that could have been done in like a few months last years. The thing about Civ Five is I want to be angry about the DLC, but every time it comes out, it actually makes the game so much better. Right. I can't stay angry at it. It's just it really does make the. It feels like I've played a very shitty unfinished game once all the DLC comes out because <laughs> right. They all manage to stack together. You're like, oh, man, I, I really wish I had religion in the beginning, or I wish I had this somewhere. Oh, yeah, when it added religion, that was that changed the entire game. Then you just had random prophets running, running into your cities, changing yep. it from, like, weird Judaism to weird Orthodox Christianity. But, yeah, it's new, so eh, I'm, I'm loving it. And that's that. It's a unique experience. Like, if you really like Civ and you're open for outer space and looking for something that's not your traditional Civ game, this is it. There's really nothing else, like, unless you play it and take a look at it, because it's the first game you're playing, it's intimidating as shit because you're learning a completely new web of things, but once you start playing, you're like, oh my god, this just makes so much sense. I'll give it a shot. I don't play enough. PC strategy games. Yeah. It's because you can't play with me, Tom. I'm just far above your league. I can't play those games online. I play at my own pace, and my pace is too fucking slow. Oh, I'm the same way. Like, I, I play against my roommate, and he's super militaristic, so it's like, I'm like, I'm gonna build, like, this really awesome tech city, and all of a sudden I see, like, giant robots in the distance. He's like, you ready? I'm like, no! My civilization's civil! No well, R20! Difference. If you want to play me in Risk... I mean, feel free. I have no risk is quite a game of luck. That game changes at the drop of a hat. Not with me. I am a dictator. Did you guys ever play the Risk on Genesis? That was awesome. Yes. Love that game. They had a PC version of that too. I don't know if it's the same version. The Genesis one was like kind of unique. I think the PC version was just pretty much a board game. The Genesis version had like action segments and stuff added to it. It was very, uh, very fun. Okay, moving on. I will do what we've been playing. Corey's been. Well, what have you been playing, Corey? Um. So something else that came out recently was Crusader Kings Two had a new DLC launch, which meant all their stuff went on sale. So I got all the DLC I'd missed out, and I've been playing Rajas of India. Oh, how's that going? Um, I don't understand Indian culture, so I'm not entirely sure what I'm doing, and it's very similar in terms of gameplay compared to the rest of the rest of uh, Crusader Kings 2, except I don't get how casts work. I'm not really too familiar with Jainism, 
know what Hinduism is. I know what Buddhism is. Very warlike Buddhist I was. Is Dollar Mindy a DLC character? No. You can probably make it with the character creator, though. Awesome. That would be awesome. Tanook, Tanook. Anything else? I mean, it's been like five weeks. Played all that much. I picked up Valkyria Chronicles again. Did you lose it? No, I stop when I lose a single battle because it frustrates me. Oh, you legitimately just started playing the game. Yeah, I thought it made it sound like you went back and bought it. No, I've been um, I got back into it because I had to beat that stupid giant tank mission. I definitely need to start the game over again. It's been such such a long time. I won't remember where I've been. So I'll just wait for the PC version to come out. I think it gives you a journal. It gives you a journal of everything that happened. Doesn't matter. I don't know what characters I have. I don't know what's leveled. It's it's much easier to start over in those games. Arlie, Arlie Ernie is Arlie Ernie, drill sergeant mm-hmm. from uh, Full Metal Jacket. I hadn't noticed it before, but he trains your troops. That man does not act outside his role. The the guy from Full Metal Jackets in this game is that what you're telling me? Yeah, the uh, guy from Mail Call, Full Metal Jacket, drill sergeant. He's in Valkyrie Chronicles? He and the... Oh, I'm using the English voices. Really? I'm fairly certain he trains your trees like the drill sergeant for the troops when you want to like level them up. How would they get him? He doesn't seem like the kind of guy who'd be all about uh, video games in general. He looks like someone who might need money. He probably needs a lot of money. I bet he has... <laughs> Didn't he have that reality show, though? He had a show called Mail Call, where he read questions on military history throughout the ages. And shot watermelon. <laughs> I'm going to give you this $5,000 and these four crack rocks. What do you say? Ah, I'll go say a few lines. Oh, God. Okay. Um, let's see here. Uh, Brett, anything else? You, you played uh, Sunset Overdrive. How's, how's that a lot of stuff. I'm playing Sunset Overdrive, Back in the World of Warcraft, Hearthstone. Um, I, don't, I don't do that Blizzard stuff. No, I drink all their wine um, Sunset and there's one other thing I'm playing but that's it I bought Bayonetta too, but it has not come to me yet so I, I guess I'll travel to Hyrule Warriors right when it came out how is that? I'm really liking it it's I like Dynasty cool. Warriors and I like Zelda so it seems like I will enjoy this game plus you can play as Midna and Zelda so I'll be set my we got all the DLC for it, too. Oh yeah. What, is, what is the DLC? What's included? It's like certain... There's some story missions, um, some characters. I think the first DLC, um, we haven't played it yet, but it, it unlocked Epona, so you can finally get like mounts that were in the original Dynasty Warriors where it was just fun tearing through people. Yeah. But you're going to be able to tear through like hundreds of moblins with Epona. That's pretty cool. So that's pretty fun. And again, Sid Meier's uh, Civ, because that came out. So I had friends fun. over recently. No, you didn't. I did, actually. You were not there, unfortunately. So That's all the people were here. And uh, we were playing Mario Kart, and they had this big advertisement for the Mario Kart DLZ. So I said, all right, I guess I'll buy it. Why not? And it turns out nothing comes out until the, um, the middle of November. There's a first set of DLC. The next set's like in March. So I bought the DLC for pretty much no reason. It gave me different color uh, Yoshis and different color Shy Guys. Least DLC is kind of cheap though with Nintendo. It's like you get a bunch it, of characters for like five was, or six. It was twelve dollars. I think I'm getting four new characters, maybe more than that. And there's like 
a handful of new tracks. Plus, it has like high roll track and a, some other crossover stuff. I think it has an Animal Crossing map. That's not bad though. It's like for twelve bucks. Why not? Yeah, I, I mean, would... yeah, it's uh, heavily discounted if you pre pre buy it. But I thought the first set was already out. Judging from the advertisements, I mean, maybe I'm just dumb and didn't read, but... Well, that's kind of what happened with the Hyrule Warriors stuff. He went and my roommate was just like, oh, let's buy all the DLC. And we're, like, and we're like looking for it frantically throughout the screens. We're like, oh, well, shit, comes out in like three weeks. Oh, really? <laughs> well... <laughs> Why can't Nintendo do internet correctly? Because they still haven't done friend codes correctly. <laughs> it's awful. If you don't have the DLC, don't advertise the DLC. It's that simple. It's like buying a season pass, but they don't advertise the season pass. Like, here's DLC. And like, oh, it's not out yet. Oh, God. Okay. I've been playing... We said Tabo Shao's Motor, kind of. Not really. But I mentioned it. Uh, Theater Rhythm was actually pretty amazing. D4, Final Fantasy... Final Fantasy IV came out. I got that on Steam. And it's a very lazy port of the DS version. No. It's a, it's a higher resolution, but it has like the very few frames of animation and such. The DS, I thought it'd be a lot smoother. Like they polished it. Like oh, we can run this now because we actually have the horsepower. Does not. It's pretty much just a shinier version of the DS version, almost directly. So you still have like three frames of attack, and then you kind of judge the side a bit when you're hit and things like that. It's like a lot of. It's a lazy port. Uh, I got Final Fantasy XIII because I'm an idiot and I just haven't learned my lesson yet. It looks very, very nice on the PC. It's also Final Fantasy XIII and it's terrible. So I wouldn't recommend playing it. But, yeah, it's a it's an option if that's the way you want to play it, if you've never played it before and want to play a bad game. I've also played Final Fantasy XIV. That was... Uh, I got it when I was at PAX and... I tried the free trial of it because I didn't feel like setting up an account on my PS, uh, PS4 for it. And I played for the two weeks, and it was actually kind of fun. I guess it's what they call a theme park MMO, where pretty much you just go to a town and they give you a bunch of quests, and you go do the quest, and you get items, and you kind of go to the next town and such like that. And they, they capped it, at, I think, level 15 or 20 in the demo, and you can only do so many things, and you have a lot of options taken away with part of usability, like I couldn't add friends and things like that. But otherwise it was a it was a fun experience. I don't want to pay monthly for it. What is it, like twelve dollars? Something like that? Yes? No? Maybe. I pay for WoW every month, so how much is WoW? Fifteen. Jesus. That's way it's way too much money. Well not really. If you think about it, it's like if you spend like nine hours on it, it comes out to be what, two like less than two dollars a month? I'll go home one, I'll give them five bucks and have like months worth of games. Yes, but how many of those games will you play within the month? Because I, I say that every them. time I buy a game on Steam. Oh, God, what's my Steam cap? I think 400 and something now. It's embarrassing. I can, I can tell you, Tom. What's my Steam count? Give me a minute, it's loading. Oh, boy. Okay, moving on. I... I also found this other game. I was listening to another podcast, and one of the hosts there kind of has very similar taste to me. And he mentioned this game I never heard of called The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. It's a PC game, and it plays, I want to call it, new version of Myst. It plays a lot like a 3D Myst would play if it were ever in that style of gameplay. 
where you don't really have a lot of actions. All you can really do it's it's, it's first person, and you can walk around and you kind of look at stuff, and that's pretty much what you do. So you can toggle things, pick things up, and solve puzzles. And what you're doing is pretty much looking for you're looking for um, Ethan Carter, as the title tells you. So you go to this old, like very old style town in I don't know, New England somewhere, probably Maine or New Hampshire or something. And uh, we pretty much have is like you'll find you'll come across a house, and if you it's uh, it's also completely free roam. There's no real direction, so you're kind of walking around. You find a, like a clue, and you'll be like, oh, you'll find a dead body, and you'll look at it, and it'll kind of come up with all these little hints like this person was hit with a object, and they'll say like, where was he hit? How how long ago? And you kind of keep looking at things until it comes together, and you get a little explanation bubble, and kind of gives you a hint of what happened. And you got to go find it, and keep solving little puzzles, and you have all these little surreal events happen. Like I was going through a forest, and there was this uh, note you pick up, and once you put it down, there you just kind of space out a bit, and there'd be like this random spaceman you got to chase through the forest, and you go into this rocket ship, and it has this like surreal scene where it's all pretty much you reading this kid's notes and kind of visualizing what's happening because apparently he had a very vivid imagination and you kind of play through them. It's a very interesting game, very one of those little artsy games. I don't think it's very long. I think it's like five hours. But it's very cool and very nice looking too. Uh, other than that, nothing really. Oh, yes, Rainbow Moon. I want to talk about that game. I don't know if you guys ever played this game. It's a RPG. It's by, I think, a Korean company, but it has a very ugly aesthetic. I do not like it at all. It's like that pseudo-3D on an isometric table. Uh, I want to say it reminds me a lot of the battle screens of Saga Frontier. That's the that's what the characters and stuff look like. It's not very good-looking. It looks very European. And uh, to the chat. What's up? I just linked it to the chat room. Right. Uh, so has anybody else played it? I have not. Pretty much it works kind of like a... It's a mixture of an RPG, like a standard kind of JRPG, mixed with strategy RPGs, so you'll get into a battle. It kind of reminds me of... um, What was that really bad 360 RPG? Enchanted Arms, if you ever yes. played that. Or um, Rhapsody on the PS1 where you get into a battle and you play as like an SRPG. Oh, okay, yeah. But this one, you kind of you have action points, and every turn you can do... Uh, as you level up, you get more. When you start off, you have one, so you can move, then they have their turn. It has like a a little bar of whose turn it's going to be, a la Evolution, if you ever play that game, or I'm sure. I think Grandia had the same thing. And uh, pretty much have the same like standard RPG stats where you have speed, strength, defense. And you can level up fighting them, but you also get points for every battle you get, every monster you kill. So you, you can go to this guy and trade in five or six points to upgrade your strength or your speed or whatever. And it, the one of the biggest problems I have with the game, it's set up like a mobile game where it has a... Sh- like, when I was looking for this game, I had to scroll through like three pages of DLC fucking coins and shit to find the actual game to download. So it has that awful pay-to-win kind of feel to it, even though it's completely, strictly single-player game. Uh, that was very bizarre. If, it also has that kind of mobile grind feel to it, too, which is a problem. 
But a very cool feature of it is, I believe it's cross-buy. No, no. if you buy it on the PS4, or I'm sorry, the PS3, it's half price in the Vita, and it has cross-save. So I can pl- play my Vita when I get back and throw up my PS3 and continue my save, which is pretty cool. This is the first game I've ever done that with. I know other games do it, but this is the first experience I've had with it. So that's pretty neat. I'm not sure if I'll continue playing it. It's very slow, I think. It has a very strong grind feel. I can't get through the first dungeon without... The first enemy I fought in the first dungeon pretty much just wrecked my shit, so I couldn't proceed very far in the dungeon. I went back up to level, and then they added that monster to the other random encounters I'd get in the, in the home map, so it's very hard to progress. Uh, let's see. Anything else to say about it? Hmm. I think I summed it up. I don't know. Sounds like a pretty good sum. Yeah, it's a good summary, I think. Uh, you get quests a la MMO. You have side quests. I mean, it still plays like a JRPG. It just has a lot of very mobile slash MMO feel to it, aesthetic-wise, and uh, just how the game is run through menus and such. I have not found any kind of weapon shop yet. That would be very nice. I think I'm using a thing called a toy sword. As you would imagine, it's not very good. Um, so the battles, like I said, they're play like an SRPG, and you have points per turn as a level you get more reactions. So I can move twice, then it'll be their turn, then I can attack twice, whatever. That's pretty much how I can sum it up. Nothing else to say about it, really? Yay? Nay? Sounds cool. Looks ugly as hell, though. Yeah, doesn't it look ugly? I was always wondering about this game since it launched, because I heard it was an RPG that came out, and I never actually really saw anything about it. I was just waiting for it to either go on sale or be free, and now it finally was. And that aesthetic is just so ugly. Do you know what I mean by like the European style to it? It looks like a like a British game. You mean ugly? It looks ugly, like a British person. That's awful, Corey. Don't be so mean to British people. They deserve it. There's <laughs> a few. Uh, I don't know. This I don't like. European design in games. I just don't feel it. I don't know how to describe it otherwise. I'm fine with Western, I'm fine with Eastern, but just that European look. Do you know what I'm talking about? I get what you mean, but the fact that you can't describe it and I can't describe it is bothersome. It's just that they have a specific style that I can't get over. Yeah. It's too well, bright and colorful and cartoony. It's not even cartoony, it's just awkward looking. All their... Like, I think of a lot of PS1 games. Like, if you've ever played uh, Hogs of War, which is pretty much the 3D Worms, it had that, that same aesthetic to it, and pretty much any British game I can recall. I just can't think of any on the fly, which is kind of terrible. Yeah, podcast. How's that going? Uh, we have a question of the week, and then we can be done. Thank Chris. We can. I'm calling this a, a mulligan for next week. I'll be in my shit. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what any of that meant, Tom. I, I don't either, Tom. It means that I this episode's kind of slow, and I didn't pr- process things correctly, yeah, and I realize it in retrospect. And during, actually, I think I called myself out on it several times. As of I am right now, because this is still on the podcast. So would you switch to mobile gaming? Mobile gaming has been up very heavily. It is 
assumed by 2019, I believe the number was, that 60% of all major gaming will be released on mobile devices as opposed to home consoles. And uh, I didn't. I don't think it's specified whether they mean cell phones or like handhelds, but I don't think handhelds are doing the best right now either. It's pretty much mobile-focused. I think it's kind of a fad thing. I don't think it's going to last very long. I mean, there'll always be games like you know Farmville and uh, Fruit Ninja, but I don't think any serious gaming that we're going to really... I don't know. With tablets coming out with more and more power, you're probably going to see some pretty good games on those. Yeah, I think it's going to go to more tablet before it's going to go to, like, uh, phones, but I think tablets may be where we're going. I mean, aesthetically, they, I mean, tablets can play games fine. A lot of iOS games look really good. It's not the aesthetics, it's just the gameplay style. Like, you don't want to sit and play, like, an RPG on your tablet, you know, they keep releasing Final Fantasy and such for them. I almost do, though. Just okay, like, I almost want to play, like, a Final Fantasy on my tablet just because of, like, having the bigger screens, and there are certain devices that allow you to use, like, a control pad onto something bigger. And, like, I almost want a Surface Pro just because I could play games like FTL and Civ and, like, other games more on a tablet-based but something a little bit stronger. I mean, game like surfaces are fine because those are still PCs and they have the same PC experience. You can play any PC game on them. But I'm thinking more like cell phones and just pretty much touchscreen interfaces and things like that. And I don't think they'll ever have a uh, console quality to them. They always kind of have that, like, sit down and small what bit kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, with cell phones getting better, you might start having console quality. I don't. I don't, th- I don't think it's the hardware holding us back, though. I think it's just people's attention span. You can run a PlayStation emulator on most smartphones. Oh, I do. That's how right. I play most of my PS1 games nowadays. But it's I, I don't think they'll be releasing games. Like, you won't see the next Final Fantasy VII on a mobile gaming device. I don't think they'll ever design it that way. You have Final Fantasy VII on your mobile device right now. I do, but I mean... See? I'm talking about new games. Like, we're not going to release games on the PlayStation anymore. We're just going to release on the mobile. Here's Final Fantasy 16. I don't think that's ever going to be a thing. And if it is, I don't think it's going to be the way we're used to. Not like Final Fantasy 13 was anything we're used to. But I mean, it's like, I'm thinking like more like Metal Gear Solid Portable versus Metal Gear Solid. How everything was kind of broken up into small little segments and missions and things as opposed to a one solid uh, linear game. Yeah. Broken up into like mission-based things and hubs and stuff like that. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Do think? I think it's in the air at this point, but I think it's possible. You were going to be crotchety old men screaming outside your windows at the kids on your lawn playing on their cell phones. I already do that. I'm going to be the David Lynch of people watching movies on their cell phones. I kind of look like David Lynch. I, just need, I need to get more like enraged, I think. Just have like disappointment built into me. I'm full of disappointment for both of us. <laughs> What's your thoughts, Corey? What do you what do you think about this? Um, I'm sure it's probably going to become a bigger thing, but I don't know if I'm ever going to. I'll probably do it if cell phones get good enough and the games get big enough and they figure out a way to make it less awkward to use like pure touch controls. There needs to be something else, something better made. They had the uh, what was that Sony one that was pretty much a PSP Go. Oh, um, oh yeah, I know what you're talking. About. It was Xperia Play, I think it was called. Something like that, but more functioning as a cell phone most of the time. I would, I really, all I can think of with mobile gaming is now I have something to do when I take a dump. It's, uh, 
Yep. It's pretty much uh, here's 15 minutes of play, and if you want to play more, give me 10 bucks, and that's pretty much up, up, up until when I'll stop playing it. Yeah, but I mean, if you're buying I'm, big name console releases on phones, then you're gonna have a whole bundle Android. Yeah, there's things like that too. But I'm just thinking, will they ever make a game that's like Civ on the phone, like that much detail and depth for a mobile game? Will they do that? I don't think they. I mean, maybe later if that's all you really have an option for, and that's where the market is. But I don't. I just don't think they'll have the same design in mind. If you have the controls to yeah. make it work, it, it would definitely be a thing. Watch out for Microsoft phones. I think Microsoft might be the company that does it because their interface is built to be something like that. Like a lot of their mobile devices aren't like Android powered, and they're powered on the Microsoft network. But I think if there's going to be a company that can probably break the wall, it might be Microsoft. Fun fact about Microsoft is they want. Windows 10 to be unified along all their devices. So the PC will have the same operating system as the cell phone and the tablet. It's all going to run on the same thing. Of course, it's going to be more themed towards something else. You get a cell phone, so it's going to be more tailored to a cell phone, but it'll be the same operating system. Instead of Windows Mobile, it will be Windows 10. Yeah. Xbox One is getting Windows 10. This is how it's going to be done. So why, that is... Why do we is, skip over numbers? Uh, nine was... I believe it's a legacy issue, whereas uh, if you're using Unix coding, or the, not Unix, but uh, what do they use? My, uh, Windows. It doesn't matter. But uh, it the legacy code would be in Windows, for old file calls, it would be Windows uh, 9, would, would conflict with Windows 95 and 98. Okay. So they changed it to Windows 10. And 10 is just cooler, you know. Of course. Why not? So it's not like they said fuck nine. It's just there was issue in development. I thought they also said that it's like overall they said like there was a marketing research that number ten sold better than nine. I don't know if that was just a bullshit thing, but I, I don't know. I don't know if they can base that without having. I mean, if other people skipped nine when I start to ten and it worked better for them, as opposed to people who just went to nine. I don't know if there's data for that. As I don't Does think anyone did. Anyone remember Final Fantasy nine? Yes. Yeah. I'm currently playing Final Fantasy IX. That game is fantastic. Or do we all remember Ten so greatly? No. I remember Ten was on the PlayStation Two. It was a bad game. Remember Ten Two? You shut your hole. Ten Two was a better game than Ten. No, it was not. You're such a you're such a liar. I'm not a liar. That game how, was. How fun. can you say that straight face without even laughing a little bit at yourself? That the, Final Fantasy Ten Two had camel toe. It did. I mean, it had its. I mean, major overall, overall, it wasn't a very good game. It was just a better game than ten. It had the whole job system that was really cool. It had Blitzball. Blitzball was awful. Blitzball was awesome. Oh my god, people who like Blitzball. I remember my old manager used to love Blitzball. I talk about Fuzzy Ten. He's like, that game was garbage, but but Blitzball. That was his. That was his <laughs> argument. Like that? No, that's not Triple Triad. Why do you care? Ten was such a good game until you figured out the ending six hours in. Uh, ten was a good game until uh, you know. That was a joke. It wasn't a good game ever. <laughs> that, saying but Blitzball is like saying I don't like Harry Potter, but Quidditch. <laughs> that's exactly it. That's, it's that's like such example. a minor funny <laughs> sport that just sounds stupid when you read about it. That's your selling point, Blitzball. Did, we did, had a. I wouldn't say we, as I wasn't much involved with it, but I was around a conversation about people talking about Quidditch and what if both people who were supposed to be catching the snitch got knocked out. Would the game go on forever? This was like a 20-minute no, conversation. The goddamn ball up. 
That was that was funny. But one blitzball person makes a noise. Does anyone give a shit? Apparently not. Final <laughs> Fantasy X took all the fun out of Final Fantasy. Oh whereas... god. Yeah, it is though. That's where oh. they did start going downhill. Final Fantasy X was uh. It was linear. That was one of the big problems. It was legitimately an arrow told you where to go, and the paths were pretty much straight. It was not Final Fantasy 13 linear, but it was going in that direction. It was nowhere near as open as any other Final Fantasy game. And the battles were... Final Fantasy 9, like, it had class-based fighters, which was a good thing. Went back Because 7 had a problem where everybody was kind of the same, and you had the same materia for everybody, so everybody was kind of universal. But Final Fantasy 9 had that class system where you, like, you had your thief and you had your mage. Obviously, ten had that, but they had an option to let you switch characters in and out, so it pretty much took out the whole point of trying to make a smart party, because you can have everybody at once. What's the point? So that was bullshit. Yep. You never really had a plan ahead. Um, the story was abysmal. Every dungeon in that game was pushing a pedestal, and yeah, the music was great. It looked very nice. Those are my two compliments. And yeah, fuck football. He's not one of me with the Blitzball thing. Fantasy 12 was the exact opposite. Fantasy 12 was amazing. Tom, Quidditch. What about Quidditch? <laughs> I was about to say, Fantasy 12 didn't have any cool side thing, but it actually did. It had the Monster Quest, which was fucking awesome. So I take that back. 12 was a great game. Boom. Yeah, that's, uh, that's all I'm going for. So that was off topic and nothing to do with mobile gaming. Not at all. We talked about it slightly. No, we, we talked about, about mobile gaming plenty. We're Tom's old and luddite, and I'm pretty sure it could happen. I don't think by 2019. I'd probably no. give it a the project, year. The projection I saw was by 2019, most games would be like 2025. Definitely, 20, 60% of the market will be on mobile gaming, which I'm. I don't know Great. if that. I'm not sure if that includes people. Just like I never played games before, but I can play games on my cell phone. Are everybody like includes 100% of console gamers? And then 100% of those console people went to mobile as their exclusive game. No, I assume that research means people who just pick it up for casual gameplay, which I can actually, I can completely believe that now that I think about it. That's probably going to happen. If you bring it in people and they're on the cell phone, has to come into it. I mean, if, I mean, say if the PS2 era, nobody had a PlayStation before, and would they say everybody who had a PlayStation would likely go on the PS2 or be majorly made up by people who just started gaming? Which, well, no, not because there's such ease of use of getting this sort of thing that the market's expanding, especially with a huge, thriving indie game making cell phone game sort of thing going on. So everyone's going to be buying that. It's it's not so much that the consoles are going to start to lose out. It's the gaming market is going to become so oversaturated that um, the 60% is just going to be a lot of new people. I mean, one thing is everybody's going to have a cell phone. Everyone already has a cell phone, don't exactly. they? Exactly. Everybody has a, everybody has a phone. They, not everybody's going to buy a PlayStation. Like, I'm not going to play that many games. But you have a cell phone. Like, oh, I'm, I already have this. I'm on a train. Might as well play something. I could see that. But I, I just don't know about companies releasing. That's that's where I, my question is. Is is Square Soft only going to release games? My hair is just doing shit. Uh, is Square going to release games on mobile only? And if they are, are they going to be the same thing? They'll be releasing on consoles anyway. I feel I feel like there's just gonna be not the major companies like Square, but certainly tons of indie companies. Indie market is huge. Indie games are pretty much universally platformed now. Like they come up with PlayStation Four, they come up with PC, they come up with cell phones and such. So yeah, most of them at they have to release them on all platforms at once, otherwise they're not gonna hit a big niche. It's true. I mean, if 
if mobile games were like games like Bastion, I'd be fine with that. Those games are great. Small, small games that are still, you know, games. They're still for game people. Oh, definitely. Game people. That's that's what I'm gonna go with. Being inclusive again. What's up? Being inclusive again. Let the filthy casuals come into our market. <laughs> that just means more money for us all. Am I gonna am I gonna be breaking into casual versus non-casual gaming? Is that what I'm gonna do? Is that my term? No, that that's next week's show. Next week's show, right there. That's right. hour one of next week's show is Tom Ren. Filthy casuals. Filthy casuals and your damn Call of Duty. Did you wear a hipster shirt and hat before we have this conversation? I'm not already. I don't think so. That's just a hoodie. You're not too. You're, you're not reeking the hipster this evening. Let's see. Well, what shirt am I wearing today? Fallout or yeah. kind of. It's a Johnny Cupcake shirt. Does that count? Nope. Okay. Um, They're still cool. I'll, I'll, I'll find something hipster. All right. All right. I'll actually get a webcam so everyone can see my face. Yay. Okay. Next week's going to be better. Yeah. All right. As we say that this podcast is <laughs> That was this week's episode of the Impossible Podcast. I'm glad it happened. It's not the best. I need focus. That, that'd be good, I think. Yeah. Focus. And plus, new is that it's not dated from times I can't remember writing. That'd be helpful. Uh, thank you for joining us, Corey. Yep. And newcomer, Brett. Good night. Yeah, there you go. There we and go. I'm Thomas. Have a good one, guys. If I can find the... Oh, there's my mouse.